And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. I want to speak on the topic, forsaking all in trusting Him. Can you say that with me? Forsaking all in trusting Him. Amen. Forsaking everything you hear out there. Forsaking everything you see out there. Now is the time to do that. Now is the time to ensure that we position ourselves to be able to trust God. And the word trust means I need to make my security my abode in God. Amen. Now is the time to do that, brothers and sisters. We are living in troubled times, turbulent times, difficult times. But I thank God for his grace. Amen. We have a promise from God. Hebrews 13.5 I will never leave you nor forsake you. Matthew 28.20 Lo, I'm with you always even unto the end. Lo, my mother said to me son, the reason why I don't like flying is because the Lord said Lo, I'm with you. <laughs> Some people take the Bible literally, amen? That is good. We call them biblicist. <laughs> but that low is spelled L-O. Amen. Not L-O-W. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. For the past few Sundays though, we've been talking about how the Israelites who left Egypt unfortunately possessed such a small portion of the promised land given to them by God. We've been talking about that. I want to spend just a few moments Looking at the main reason, the Bible cut to the chase and show us why they had not inherited the promised land. And so I want to spend some time just looking at the scriptures, very familiar scriptures, but don't allow, you know, it is typically, it typically, it said familiarity breeds what? Contempt. Familiarity breeds contempt, not with scripture. Not with scripture. No scripture should become too familiar with us. So I'm going to share with you some familiar scriptures, but I need you to look at these scriptures from a different light, with a different heart. Amen? So as I said, Hebrews chapter 4 gives a brief commentary on the reason for their inability to possess their inheritance and also cites a warning since, a warning to us New Testament believers. Verse 6 cut straight to the chase. Can you go to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 6? Verse 6 tells us why they were unable to possess their possessions. I was sharing uh, two Sundays ago that it's one thing to own a house and possess it. It's another thing to own a house and just look from without, running around, peering into the window saying, Ooh, this is a wonderful house. Ooh, ah, a huge master bedroom from the window, not inside. We said then if it's yours, you need to go in and possess it. Fill it with furniture. You need to go in and what? Possess it. And that's what we are to do. I believe, as I said, God has released a special grace. And hear me, brothers and sisters. I'm going to guarantee you this right here. I said guarantee, not guarantee. If, you, if we're here, we who are here this morning, if we take for granted what I said two, three Sundays ago, you will never experience the power of God to help you accomplish your desire and for this year. I said, God has, and he reminded me this morning, don't you forget, Emmanuel, that I am ready and willing. I have already made available a fresh portion of grace and power to help those of us who are interested. We have four more months, five more months. 
before the year ends if you want to continue possessing the land do something extraordinary this before the year is out god has already provided the help and you will say well i haven't felt nothing no wonder because maybe we are not doing nothing the bible says we are co-laborers together you have to start and then he joins you isn't that right i think james and i were speaking yesterday and god's command is always move forward what's his command move forward because we are looking back at the cross the power has already been provided for us to accomplish anything god is not waiting we are not waiting on god god is waiting on us that is why when jesus said it is finished it means that the salvation package was a done deal all the power you need to do anything you want is available but you have you and i need to learn i want to put myself in that amen we need to learn to tap in that power amen in that package and make manifest the promises of god it's not going to happen without we getting involved so moses looked back and he saw the egyptians he looked forward he saw the sea he looked back and he said to the children of israel he said stand still and see the salvation of the lord he turned he looked at the red sea he went on his knees and began begging lord and god said to him move forward put your feet in the water then it will part don't stand sure expecting the sea to part you move forward and as you move god is going to empower your action you let me i got a word to speak you you, you, you remember the, the three lepers who were from without the walls of, Je of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was besieged and the lepers were from without. Mm, you remember that? And the lepers said, if we stay here, we'll die. If we go to the enemy's camp, we're going to die anyhow. So they said, let's go to the enemy's camp. And the Bible said, when they got up to go to the enemy's camp, God magnified their steps and the enemy thought that israel hired other nations god placed power in their actions and that is why i came here brothers and sisters to tell you you look at the news you get discouraged my wife and i for two weeks we haven't looked at the news no news two weeks no news because i need to guard my heart cannot be like shaggy in these times Shaking, shaggy and scooby-doo no 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 this is our time i got to god my heart to come strong praise the lord hebrews chapter 4 verse 6 cut to the chase it tells us why and since a warning was cited to us as i said verse 6 says seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein and he's talking about the rest of god there is a place of rest amen that's important for every christian and when i talk about rest i'm talking about rest on three different levels i'll explain in a while there is a place of rest a place in your christian life in your walk on this earth where there is no stress how many of you know what i'm talking about just just stressless not because there is no trouble from without not because you don't have any issues but because you have made god your source god is your anchor god you is your, your 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 security that's what i'm talking about it doesn't matter what's happening from without if from within you are resolute 
You can face any devil out there. The problem is there is turbulence from within. And the Bible is telling us, like the Israelites, we got to be very careful. And they whom it was first preached, we are not the first ones the word of God has been preached to. The word was being preached to them also. The word of God is being preached to us. Notice, you'll see in verse 1 and 2, that the word preached to them wasn't a problem. The word was preached. Okay, okay. Some of you saying, I don't think so. We'll see in a while. Amen. Preached, entered, not in. Why did they not enter? Because of what? Unbelief. Everything we read in the history book, in the history books, that's the Pentateuch. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Joshua. Everything we read about their behavior can be distilled down to what? Unbelief. Everything they did, said, everything they perceived, they said, they are giants from without. It was because of what? God had to tell them, how can I dispossess your enemy if you say there are giants in the land? I didn't tell you to say that. Like we say something sometime that's not in accordance with God's word. Amen. Let me share this with you, brothers and sisters. What I found out with God is that he's not schizophrenic. Yeah, yes, I found now some of us preachers let him sound like he's schizophrenic because some of us will tell you we can say other things and still experience the promise of God. The Bible says, Speak the word only. Are you with me? If you don't speak the word only, you'll not get in. You, you cannot because this is a law. It is a what? A law. It's not a suggestion. So if the Bible, God tells you, God who, who created the universe out of nothing. He tells you one thing. Why would I come tell you something else and expect to get a different result? And that is why in Christianity, we get tired. We get weary. Mm -hmm. Over the years. And then our faith is overthrown. Mm -hmm. But now is the time to get laser focused and be clear. Now is the time to find out what God is saying so we can do what he says to do. And not take any shortcuts. I told somebody yesterday the days for shortcuts are over. In these days, the days for shortcuts are over. Amen. Ha why were they not able to enter? Because of unbelief. It's right here. Unbelief. And note verse 1 and 2 tells us how one ends up in unbelief. Since I want you to see how Christians, we people end up in unbelief. Verse 1 and 2 tells you why. So verse 6 cuts through the chase and tells us why they did not inherit the promised land. It's because of unbelief. Verse 1 and 2 is going to tell us how they arrive at that state. Verse 1 says, let us therefore fear... Be afraid, be afraid, be very afraid. <laughs> Let us therefore fear lest a promise been left us of entering into his rest. God has left promises from his word that if we submit to, we'll enter into rest. Let me say that again. God has made promises to us in his word that if we embrace and submit to it, we will experience rest. The reason why we are not experiencing rest is because of unbelief. 
Amen. I told somebody, I'm going to stay with God's word. I hear what you're saying. I see you praise God. I hear you say you love God. But what I'm seeing is not praise and love. I'm seeing something else. So I told him, I'm going to stay with God's word. You are not doing this. You say you are doing that, but the results are different. So I said, if I believe you, we both will be wrong. So I'm going to believe God. And stick with the word. No offense to you. But I found out it is safe to stay with God's word. Oh, bless God. So there are promises left for us to enter into his rest. And listen to what he said. Any of you should seem to come short of it. It's possible to come short of the promises made to us. Mm -hmm. it's going, it can, notice it's going to continue. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel what? As I said, the problem was not the preaching of the gospel. The gospel was preached to them. It's been preached to us. Amen. As well as unto them. But. You remember what we said about the word but. But has a way. Of doing what? Of erasing everything that was said before. And placing emphasis on what was said after. But. The word preached. Did not what? That word profit means did not advance them. It did not. There was no progress in their life. No since that's dangerous. That's what the word preach means. It means uh, profit means. It means advancement. It means furtherance. It means progress. I think it's in I think it's in First Timothy chapter four, verse 13, 14, 15. Paul told Timothy, he said, he said, give attendance to public reading. Uh, uh -huh. Then can you go to verse uh, 14 or 15? That's where he says, meditate. Uh, verse 15 meditate here it comes meditate upon these things give yourself wholly to them that your pro here's the same word your furtherance your advancement your progress may appear to all so if your progress i didn't mean to shout boko sata so if there no if there is no outward progress it means there is no inward progress because you cannot travel from within and stand still from without I know I said that in Greek, but that's okay. You cannot travel from within and stand still from without. If you travel from within, you are going to make progress. If there is no progress on the outside, it's because you have not done the work. And so that is why I'm going to spend time. I'm going to trust God's word and not what you say. Because God's word does not return void. Isaiah 55 11. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So we are told that they were not able to enter because of unbelief. And I just showed you how unbelief people arrive at that state. One, the word preached. Did not profit them. Can you go to the next verse? Let's see why. No profiting from the word. No advancement from the word. That's the first reason. That's the first step to unbelief. Let's look at the other step. The preach word, they had no. No, it's uh, Hebrews chapter 4. We're on verse 2. We just look at verse 1. The first step that promotes unbelief in people's life is not taking it to the preach word. Not seeing the word as God's word. That's dangerous. When you read God's word or you hear God's word, you better, you better perk up. That's not the word of a man. Yes, we may be attempting, uh, may, we may be attempting, attempting to use our peanut brain. Can I say peanut brain? And I'm saying peanut because in comparison to God, we human beings, we have no brain. 
in comparison to God. Amen. I'm not criticizing. Do you know I said I cannot criticize? Because I live in a glass house. So in comparison to God, we have no brain. Amen. So preachers, we ministers try to use our mind, of course, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to explain God's word. Because God does give revelation knowledge. Amen. So the Bible says, in addition to not seeing God's word as his word, it not, what else did they do? They did not what? Mix the word with faith in them that hear it. They had not mixed the word. The word mix means to assimilate. It means getting into a behavior that's going to get God's word from your head to your heart. God's word to benefit you and I must leave our head and get into our hearts. Because the Bible says, as a man thinks in his, not in his head, but in his heart. Not a man, but a human being. God, I give you praise. I think it's Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7. You got to see it. It says, as a human being, Proverbs chapter 3 verse, yeah, 23, yeah. Woo. For as he thinketh, the word he here means as the human being. It's not a male man. If you go back in the Greek and the Hebrew, you look up, you look up men, you'll see ish and isha. Well, let me not get into that, but anyhow. That word man here means human being. So it says, for as he or she thinks in his heart, so is that human being. That's why God's word cannot stay in our heads. If it stays in your head, you're going to forget it. Mm? You're going to so you have to engage in behavior to get it from your head to where? Into your heart. I said, when it gets into your heart, then it's going to change you. Because uh, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 27 says, it says, <laughs> 22 verse 20. It says, guard your heart for out of it, what? The issues. The issues here means boundaries and power. Amen. That's, that's, that's what it's saying. I think it's 23. Is it 23 or 21? When they'll get them correct. Keep your heart. The word keep here means God. With how, how are we to keep our hearts? All diligence. All diligence. In other words, Guard your heart like a soldier. Have you seen a soldier guarding? He's guarding and he's marching and he has his weapon. He takes a right turn. He takes another right turn. That's guarding with diligence. So anytime you see keep, think of a soldier guarding. Huh? Something important. That's the Bible said. That's the approach you and I should take. Guard our hearts. How do you do that? The verse of the rest of the verse tells you. Watch what you see. Be careful where you go. You got to see how you guard your heart. Let's go to the end. Let's go to the end of the verse. I didn't mean to preach that brothers and sisters. But I need you to see how people end up in the state of unbelief. Unbelief doesn't, un, unbelief doesn't overtake you like a fog. It doesn't settle on you like a fog. There are things you, there are things that we fail to do, and consequently end up in that state. It's a very, it's, it's a state where you harass, where you are, where you are harassed by the devil. Yeah, it's a very. So the Bible tells us. Uh, can you go? No, Proverbs chapter four towards the end. We'll go back to Hebrews four. I'm almost done. Proverbs chapter four. I want you to see how people end up. We'll look at what mixed it with faith men end up. So verse 23, Proverbs 4, 23, 
I don't mean to go all, go all over the place, place but, uh, but I need you to see this right here. Amen? Can you go to verse 24? Put away from you a froward mouth. We're talking about the steps, what? To protect your heart. Are you with me? How did we arrive here? Well, we came from Hebrews chapter 4. Praise the Lord. They had not mixed it with faith. In the, they had not mixed the word with faith. Praise God. We said you got to guard your heart. How do you guard your heart? You got to guard it because out of it flows the issues of life. How, do you, how is the heart guarded? Put away from thee a froward mouth. You cannot say anything, anyhow, anywhere. Because it's what comes from you and I that makes us unclean. It's not, it's not what you eat. Pork doesn't make you unclean. Say that again. Chitlins doesn't make you unclean. Now, how many of you would agree that's some good stuff? Amen. Praise God. It doesn't make you unclean. What makes you unclean is <laughs> a froward mouth, a perverse lips. That <laughs> verse 25, quickly, verse 25. Let your eyes look what? Yes. So what you say, what you see can affect your ability to believe God. Because you need to protect your heart. Yes. It says, let your eyes look right on. Keep looking. Mind your own business. Let your eyelids look straight before you. Don't even beat your eyelids to the left or to the right. Just keep trucking ahead. Keep your eye on Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author, and finish off my faith. You just keep looking at the, looking unto Jesus. Because there's a lot of things going on around us. Praise the Lord. In these days, in these last days, since we got to be diligent to do that, diligent to do that, you and I cannot risk being careless. Amen. The devil is coming at us. He's, I mean, it, there is, it's, it feels like he just, he's beginning to unleash his venom. And the more he does that is the more you and I need to be diligent in our walk with God. Keep, your, keep the pedal to the metal. Don't you give up on your praying. Don't you give up on your Bible reading. Even if your body is tired, say not tonight. We haven't done our devotions as yet. What are you talking about tired? Hmm? Praise the Lord. There is one more. Verse 27. It's just, yes, thank you. This is it. Ponder. Can you go back? Ponder the path of your feet. Be careful what you see. Be careful what you say. Be careful where you go. Oh God, I give you praise. Your feet can bring you places and see things and say things so that can affect your belief in God. Mm? It should be from home to work, back to the home, to the grocery store, back to the house, to church, even back to home. <laughs> yeah, we got to obey Hebrews chapter 10, 25. Forsake not the gathering of yourself. So you got to come to church. Hebrews 10, 25 puts us on. Well, God, we give you praise. But since, <laughs> yeah, I forgot the gym. Thank you. Yeah, you got to go exercise and come back home. <laughs> Amen. Forget the club. 
Nowadays, you have to say that in church because it does happen. And we are not, we are, when we say that, we are not, you know, I didn't, you, I didn't come here to say that. Amen. So, and we don't, we are not criticizing. We all had our time in the club. Amen. We all did. And uh, some of us, we've grown and we've matured. Praise the Lord. And we moved on. And those of us who were there can tell you there was nothing good in there. So learn from us who were there before. There is nothing good in there. But just the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the devil coming for you with a big old fork. Just look in the corner in the club, you'll see him. He's, <laughs> he has a fork in his hands. <laughs> but brothers and sisters, now is the time to really get serious. Amen. To keep your gaze, fix your gaze on God. Praise the Lord. Let me give you quickly. I just saw time is slipping away from us. So let me give you. So we looked at what it means to mix the word of God with faith. It is to engage in behavior. We just looked at it. That's going to ensure God's word move from your head to your heart. Behavior like meditation. Amen. Meditation. Very important. To meditate is to touch something in your mind and to mutter it. It is not to be somewhere saying, Hum baba zaza, re, 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 hum baba zaza, re, re, re. That's, that, that's not meditation. I, the, the, I'm, <laughs> that, I, I'm not sure. What is that? Amen. That's, ch that's chanting. Thank you so much. No, I'm not going to do it again. Amen. But, <laughs> but to meditate means to take a scripture on Monday morning like I do. On Monday morning, I take that scripture verse. I write it down on one side of my card. What's the card you gave me, baby? Index card. On one side of the card, I write Proverbs chapter 1, Psalms chapter 1, verse 1. On the other side, I flip it. Blessed, and I write the verse, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. And I don't learn it in one day. I learned the first phrase on Monday morning, blessed is the man. So all them walking around saying, Proverbs 1, Psalms 1 verse 1, blessed is the man, blessed is the man, blessed is the man. Tuesday morning. I looked at the second verse. Who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly? Say, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly? Glory all day. Wednesday. Who does not sit in the seat of the scornful? Woo! Are you with me? And by Thursday, I bring it together. I turn on my cell phone. My cell phone goes off at 6 in the morning. 9, 12, 3, 6 in the evening. And when it goes off, I pull out my index card. Thank you. I pull off my index card and I look at the entire verse and try to say the entire thing. And my Sunday is deep, deep, deep down in my soul. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen by osmosis. You got to put on the work. Let me move on here. Amen. Now, I just thought I would give that for free. You don't have to do it. But I understand what Paul meant. When Paul told Timothy, he said, give yourself holy to these things meditate on it so that your advancement your profiting your furtherance your progress may become evident to all 
your progress will become evident to the leadership. The church leadership are looking for people who's advanced, who are making progress. Well, you don't want to hear me, but let me move on here. No wonder you're so quiet here. But I got to pick and choose now because I have five more minutes. I got five more minutes. Woo! The promised land. Inheriting the promised land. Rest, we spoke about rest. To experience rest, there are four components you and I must put on our belt to experience rest. I'm going to give them to you quickly and I'll come next week. We'll look over them. Is that all right? But I want you to have them in your mind. To experience the type of rest God is talking about. That stress, just unnecessary stress from life, mm? from the workplace, from the family. Can I add one more? From church folks. From family. From the work. On the job. How many of you know what I'm talking about? On the job. Just stress, unnecessary stress. Some of the supervisors don't understand how much stress they put on people. Okay, I'm not saying the I'm not saying some of us are the best type of people. But brother, I tell you, some of us we got so much stress from supervisors that alone can kill somebody. Let me move on here. Some of you quiet. Four components you need to arrive at rest. And when I talk about rest, brothers and sisters, I'm talking about rest on three different levels. The first level of rest I'm talking about is a deep-seated rest that we can possess within our hearts, a satisfaction with our lives. That, that's the first level of rest. A satisfaction with our lives. Some people are just not satisfied with who they are and where they are in life. And let me share this with you, brothers and sisters. Jesus is enough. Let me say that again. Jesus is what? Enough. Just the thought of Jesus should bring, should bring uh, butterflies to your heart. Just the thought of Jesus and what he's done and the promises. Now, the reason why it doesn't bring butterflies to our heart is because we do not know the promises he's made. Hmm? And we see him as a man. But Jesus is God in the flesh. Everything Jesus did was to show us how to live the Christian life. So he came as God in the flesh. Amen. So Jesus was anointed. Acts 10 38. Anointed. We need to be anointed. It didn't mean Jesus didn't need the anointing. Because he's God. But to show us as brothers and sisters. Uh, some of you looking at me. Jesus is the God man. I, do you, do you, Jesus is whom? The God man. Before Jesus was anointed, he saved the wedding. Let me say that again. Um, you see, you got to read the Bible. Before Jesus was anointed, he saved the wedding. He turned what? Into a no, nobody laid hands on him. No dove had come down on him. I'm trying to show you. <laughs> Jesus is our model. So if Jesus was anointed, you and I need to stay anointed. Amen. So 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 th th that 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 rest we need to possess within our hearts. It's a satisfaction with ourselves. And since to get there the easiest way is to immerse yourself in God's word. Find out 
what God says about you. Better yet, better yet, this is what delivered me. Find out how much God loves you. Stop talking about, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. Find what we need to be saying, I know God loves me. That I know, and, and I know, and I know that. Oh, yes, I do. Mm -hmm, yes, I do. Yes, I do. That's going to create some type of, of encouragement. Mm -hmm. Some type of confidence. You can go out and face the world with boldness and say, not you, not today. Look, look at me clearly. Tell, look at me clearly in the spirit. I got angels. I got a host of angels surrounding me. Not only that, I got God living in me. Find out how much God loves you. That was my first pursuit. My mentor said to me, you love the Lord, but you do not know how much he loves you. Mm? And when you find out how much God loves you, I think it was Herod try threatening Jesus to speak. Herod said, don't you know that I have power? Jesus said, hold on, hold on, hold on. L yes, l let's make that clear here now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that man. Read about him. Look at his style. He's, he's, I call it a spiritual suave. Yeah, I, I looked at him and sometimes not, I put the Bible on and run. Woo, 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 woo. Now, Jesse, that was good. <laughs> Find out how much he loves you. Very important. Now, you get what I'm saying, saints? I need you to find that out and your confidence will soar. All of a sudden, human beings come down a notch. <laughs> no, no, you respect them. Are you with me, saints? But the important you no longer learn to lean on the arm of flesh because the arm of flesh will fail you. You begin to see humans as instruments used by God and not a source. Ah, uh, uh, God, I give you praise. <laughs> Woo! But you, but you need to find out first. I'm going to stop here since because I have scriptures to support. I have four of them. I have a lot of scriptures to support every point. But I'm asking you this week to pursue God's love for you. Find out how much so that your sense of satisfaction with yourself. Paul said this. When Paul reached there, Paul said, Paul said, I've learned to be. What he said, I've learned to be what? Content. In whatsoever state that I'm in. Paul said, I'm okay in the wilderness. I'm okay in the palace. I'm okay on the run. Because what matters is my relationship with Jesus Christ. I am in his hands. So I am content. In a matchbox, I'm content. In a hotel, I'm content. I'm content. God, I give you praise. I have to, I promise I would stop for communion. Lord have mercy. Uh, but we need, to, we need to finish this next week. What, what do you think? Yeah. Hallelujah. That satisfaction with yourself. Not because of who you are, but because of who you are in Christ. And you know that. And nobody can take that away from you. Because nobody gave it to you.
Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11 and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850 408 8496.